We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the truth. A small business. We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the big truths of small business. Sponsored by Yes I Rent. Yes I Rent. Yes I Rent. Property management. Place good tents and collect your rent. Maintain your properties and account for what? it. What? Truth. We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the big truth. Small business. Sponsored, sponsored by, by SRN. How about that? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the big truth of small business. Joe. Welcome to the RV, man. Thank you, sir. A little toasty in here. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> well, we're talking to you on a December day, and uh, we got the RV in full uh, podcast gear right now. I came in here today, and Joe's got it about uh, 85 degrees, <laughs> which is good, which is good. Today, I'm going to jump right into it. Can I, can I say something first? Yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> can I say, uh, welcome us back, guys. We've been, we've been out here for a couple... Two or three weeks and uh, hiatus. Yeah, we uh we've been in true small business fashion. We've been pontificating what the next year of big truths is and what the next years of our small business is and and uh and and this show, although I have not much of an idea of what we're talking about because Travis has kept it from me, this apparently is the answer. That we've been waiting for. This is the answer. This is the answer. I kind of think that this is the answer for a lot of people. And so, um, so I'll tell the, the story of the show real quick and how we got here, and then then we'll jump jump into it with both feet because I think we need the the full time. But driving yesterday, Joe, Joe and I have have in fact been sorting out what do we want to do in in small business in in twenty twenty one, and and how do we want to do it right? So we're we're at the point kind of in our I don't know what you'd call it, our, our entrepreneurial journey, where it becomes a lot about, you know, what do we want it to look like? It's not necessarily about paying the bills anymore, but it's about, you know, what lifestyle do we want around our business? What, what, do, what legacy do we want to leave? These are big questions. So I'm driving around yesterday. I'm listening to another podcast and I'll, I'll give a plug to Tim Ferriss because he's had a pretty big impact on my business life, especially now Tim and I don't line up in every way by any stretch of the imagination, but the guy's a deep thinker and his podcast is, is pretty brilliant. So I'm listening to it yesterday and these guys are talking, he's talking to Jim Collins, the author of good to great built to last. And I'm listening to these guys go back and forth and uh, the subject matter, although, you know, it's kind of like a lot of things that are sort of epiphanies. They weren't talking exactly about what we're going to discuss today, but they were right on top of it. And I thought, man, that is the solution to a lot of issues in our small business. So without further ado, Joe, I know I've been keeping you waiting. Is there, Here it is. Is there a drum load? That's definitely not what I'm looking for. <laughs> Is there? Can There's I There's not it? actually a drum roll in here. Roll? I'm going to get one on here. I, don't oh, have I appreciate one. you right. do your job. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Today's title: Beauty or the Beast. Mm. Not Beauty and the Beast. That's already been done. Beauty or the Beast. This is Beauty or the Beast. Wow. Okay. See where I'm going here. So, I'm going to start out with a little context. We're talking about beauty in a way that might be different than that word is used. 
um, in a lot of circumstances you might be in. But if you think about it, maybe not. Um, beauty. So, Joe, guys go to auction, right? Auction houses. And I, now, during COVID, I guess it's vir a virtual auction. I hadn't thought about this business model during COVID. I don't know if, uh, you know, the, the art auctions or uh, that type of thing is in person anymore. Probably not for this year. But people go to auction and they pay millions of dollars to possess beauty. This has been going on for a long time, still going on today. People who run businesses, big and small, um, I'll never forget a buddy of mine, graduated college, went to work for McKinsey and Company, dare I say the name, largest consultant in the world. Uh, back then, McKinsey and Company, and they still are, they're collecting B with a B, billions of dollars in consulting fees. <laughs> big, this, the office was downtown Atlanta, man, it was impressive, it was beautiful. What do people pay McKinsey and Company? Uh, Deloitte, in who is it? Deloitte Consulting. Uh, what what do people pay them for? I mean, you know, you could say, ah, oh, to make money, to make my business more efficient. You know, um, they're business consultants. Yeah, but what does a business consultant do? Business consultant really produces something that's beautiful. They take something that's broken and they fix it. And that produces all kinds of returns, certainly monetary returns. I'll say that they, they, they bring the beauty within you. They can't bring the beauty. They can only aspire the beauty within you. They're taking what you already have, yeah. right? So, so that's really what I wanted to, in, in the context of using the word beauty today. So, um, you know, part, part of my notes were, were to define that. Uh, because when you just throw beauty out, I think people think of physical beauty a lot. That, that comes to mind initially. Aesthetics in a way. But there's also a beauty in the way something works or functions. I mean, if you've ever seen one of those watches where you can actually see, or a clock, where you can see the every intricate detail of how that clock is working, you look at that and you go, wow, that's beautiful. Now, that's beautiful in a different way than... A woman might be beautiful aesthetically that you don't know. You just see her and say, wow, that woman's beautiful. It might be different than a, you know, a car or something. You go, wow, it's a beautiful car. Well, you've never been in the car. You don't know how it works. But then you drive maybe an old car. Maybe it's not that beautiful, but that engine revs. And the way that car drives, that's also beautiful, even though aesthetically it's not. So uh, in uh, high school... Uh, my best friend, Eric Horton, if you uh, ever listen to this show, this will be the first show I ask Eric Horton to listen to. Shout out to Eric. Shout out to Eric. Uh, he had a saying that this reminds me of, and it does take you off of the actual beauty of something, of a woman, of a, of a car, of a whatever, but something cool would happen or good would happen or magical would happen he'd say that is a beautiful thing <laughs> and he would say it i mean that's yeah. a beautiful thing yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and what it, what he meant was is man whatever that was that came together that's right that was pretty cool that was pretty cool that worked that's funny you say that, that worked. even the way you just said that that's my dad did that all the time yeah. we'd be watching a football game georgia would mm. score on an 80 yard touchdown he'd go beautiful mm, that mm. is beautiful i mean when that when yeah. that ball crosses over the top of that shoulder that dude looks up at the perfect time and it's hitting him right there 
That's a beautiful thing. So we're, we're using a word in a bunch of different contexts, the word beautiful. And I, that was my only point with this is, is well, I'm going to use that word. We're going to use that word today. I'm actually talking about the way something works is what we're discussing today. Look, this is a big truth of small business. And so it's pretty obvious at this point where I'm going with this, but I want to, I'm not, it's not obvious. Well, I want to set the context for it for you. Cause I know sometimes you lag behind a little bit. It's uh, not obvious for the audience either. Get us there, baby. I think you lag behind the premise that Tim didn't discuss with Jim Collins. And I think that Joe and I would discuss when we start talking about a beautiful business. And that's what I'm discussing or a beast. Or a beast, by the way. Okay. That's exactly right. Um, so I hold this belief, and I read this from Chuck Colson. Chuck Colson, <laughs> a long story. Chuck Colson was uh, make it short. He was on. He went to jail for the Watergate deal. Hmm. He's that guy. While he was in jail, he found Christ. He started Prison Fellowship Ministries, which still exists today. It's the biggest prison ministries in the world. Very robust ministry. He died 2012. He wrote a book. Can't remember the name of it. But Chuck Colson kind of talked about, um, he talked about Michael Jordan in this book. And he talked about, I don't know, fill in the blank, your favorite, Joe, who's your favorite rock star, celebrity, or athlete when you were a kid? Who, who, who's your guy? Gosh. Rock star. or What a rock star. I mean, I love Bon Jovi. I wouldn't say I worshipped him or anything. I just you admired him. Yeah, I just liked his. I liked his music a lot. Uh, you, you t- I typically looked up to the the guy that was that had the, the the whole the whole thing going on. Like like on camera, he was off the charts, just unbelievable. Off camera, he Payne Stewart. Oh no doubt, Payne Stewart in golf was just the kind of guy that I aspired to look at and to be like, cause he was a fierce competitor on that golf course could pull off some shots. He did it with the most elegant of class. Elegant. He didn't do it with, he never threw clubs. His dress was just spot on. It was unique. And then off the course, man, he, he, he was, he was a, he was a, a godly man, a, a, a family man, a good man. He hit on also. He really did. I mean, Payne Stewart's an icon of the sport now. There's statues of Payne Stewart at golf courses now. Um, and and the crazy little story again, short story. You know, I told you I saw Payne Stewart in person over here in Jonesboro. Payne Stewart knew the guys that opened the Lynx Golf Course, which now doesn't exist anymore. Payne drives up in a stretch white limo and gets out in his full Payne Stewart gear, which and, is knickers and 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 long it's argyle like socks and oh yeah, yeah just. Had the had the king old hat on. I mean, so this is like this is like maybe an, uh, the perfect example I think of what I'm trying to discuss is he he uh, so so Payne Stewart was beautiful in a lot of areas. Not only was his golf swing, by the way, just oh. even till today, perhaps the most beautiful golf swing I've oh, ever seen. But man. everything the guy did was kind of kind of like his golf swing. It was that was his style. That that golf swing translated into what he did off the course and. In his style. So that's kind of perfect. I don't want to beat that up, but that's that's a great one. Um, for me, I loved the Dallas Cowboys growing up. I don't know why. Uh, well, I do know why, because anybody listening in Atlanta, Georgia, knows that the Falcons uh, pretty much lost every year, fairly similar to the run they're on now. So, you know, any any 
fan had to pick another team. Most everybody in, in Atlanta that's our age likes the Falcons, but they also have somebody else. Because you want to watch somebody actually Unless you're win. super loyal like me. I mean, and, and, you, and you stood by your team. It's very rare. Even though we you, just we just fought uphill every year. You're a rare bird. So <laughs> so I jumped on the bandwagon because because uh, I, I watched the 1980 Cowboys beat the Falcons in, in the playoff game. And the, 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 the Cowboys had this deal. Their, their line, do you remember? Their linemen would come up to the line and the quarterback would say, Danny White would say, set. And the Cowboys would stand up. Their offensive line would stand completely up and then get in the three-point stance in unison. It was like a military-type thing. And, I mean, it was efficient-looking. Like, it was beautiful in a way. The, the star, the logo, the star, the the blue, the white, the America's team. I love People are listening to this now who hate the Cowboys. Like, you love or hate the Cowboys. They created that situation. So, I thought that was beautiful. Um, certainly, the the Jimmy Johnson Cowboys with with a bunch of Super Bowl rings were beautiful to watch. But here's Chuck Colson's point. Prison Fellowship Ministries, the late Chuck Colson, what he would tell you is the reason you're attracted to that. This is the epiphany from yesterday. The reason you are attracted to that is God has put that inside you for you to see for you to seek that out in life because the reality that we live in and Joe and I's Christian men, the reality that we live in is God is the most beautiful thing that exists. God is the very definition of beauty. You use the word elegant. I agree with that too. And so by putting that inside of you, by, you know, what, what happens? Why are people, you know, you see those, uh, those, those movies. My grandmother was one of these people. She'd go to Elvis concerts and cry. She didn't know why. She couldn't articulate it. Elvis would walk out on they they play that music. Was it uh, Space Odyssey or uh, you know what I'm talking? Don mm-hmm. don don. Elvis walks out on stage and people start crying and passing out. What is that all about? I mean, Elvis is an imperfect human at the end of the day, but they're 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 they're, they're elevating him. There's something about him the way he sings. In their mind, they've created this kind of famous bigger than life figure. Well, the ultimate of all that, if you play it out according to Colson's book is God. So 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 ultimately we are seeking God in all these different areas of our life. Mm-hmm. And when we find something that's beautiful, magical, whatever word, you know, there's other words here, then we're attracted to that. And and what what I'm putting out here today is that's by design. That's just we all have it. That's by design. So I want I want to I want to make that as the premise. Now, let's bring that down to earth a little bit. And why are we talking about this? How does this? How is this relevant to the auto repair shop or to the property management business that Joe and I own or to whatever business you're in or you want to be in? Why is it relevant to, if you're an employee, the business you're working in now? Well, here's, here's the idea. Your business is likely a beauty or a beast. You're either attracted to your business because of, beautiful things taking place. Now, are you in, saying as the business owner, you're either attracted to your own business? Yeah, I'm saying as the Is business, that what we're talking about? I, I'm saying as the business yeah. owner, you're either attracted to your own business okay. or you're repelled by it because it's ugly. Right. Okay. So that's really what I'm talking about, the beauty or the beast. And so I think what I'd like to get into a little bit, first off, your, your impression of what I just said. It was long-winded. Well, that's your impression of everything I said. <laughs> I, 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 
can call Joe and say, hey, Joe, you got a minute? And Joe goes, yeah, I got 60 seconds. Hey, for half the audience, look, y'all, y'all are shaking your head. We, we, we finally got to the point. Uh, for, and, and for, for 3% of the audience, <laughs> you're shaking your head. Uh, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting to... Uh, and let me, let me put some little bit more underscore here on why we're talking about this. Um, I think this will strike a chord with quite a few people. Um, we had some other podcasts in the past that, that, that beat around the bush on this, but here's the deal. When, when you're, when you're surveying where you are in your business and you're, you're trying to figure out where I want to go, how I'm going to get there. Maybe why I haven't already met certain goals that have been set. And when you allow yourself, and this is what the big truth has been for us. We hope this is what it is for you. When you allow yourself to, to actually dig into the real truth of this and don't, don't, don't glaze over this. Go, you know, it's, it's, it's going on. Travis said he went on a, you know, a ride in his, in his, in his truck yesterday, just kind of deep away from the, the house and alone and, and kind of away from city. I do that on a motorcycle. It allows you to think and get away and break free from the phone, turn the phone off to think and really get, tell yourself the truth and about where you are and why. So I think what, what, uh, what this, what you're saying is, is, and what we're, where we're, where we're coming from is, Hey, look, there's some issues in, why we aren't accomplishing certain things or moving towards certain goals. And it has, it relates to how we view our own business. And if we ignore that, then we're going to continue to hit those same walls. Uh, so we, so that, I think that's why we're talking about this. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a natural what the the point here. We're going to give some examples, but but the point here is you're either attracted or you're repelled to things. We're, we're generally repelled to ugly things. You know, we see we see somebody mistreat somebody. You know, you see you see your neighbor beat their dog a little a little too much. I mean, we're, we're generally repelled by that sort of thing, the ugly in life. Yeah, I want to be around it. That's right. So if I've got ugly in my business, something's broke. I'm losing money. I've got a bad employee. I got somebody that really doesn't want to be there and is undermining my business. Um, I'm not doing what I should do. Overwhelmingly, honestly, is is the reason I think for most of us, if we're honest, I'm not really performing as the business owner here. Therefore, the results are ugly. You know, we try to escape that. We try to get away from that. It repels us naturally. The opposite of uh, of ugly is beautiful. Me and my son had this conversation uh, two nights ago. Uh, you, there really is no good in the world if there's not evil. How can you even define good if there's not an evil, right? Uh, there is really no up if there's not a down. And so in this case, there's no beauty if there's not ugly. And uh, we are attracted to beauty. So, so, so talk to us about how we're going to, how do we get there? Right. I mean, that's the, I mean, what, 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 yeah. What, of it. Well, tell the business owner right now, 
what it is you're telling them we're about to talk about. Well, the, the first thing, which I think is important to me, hopefully important to the other 97% that's not like Joe that's listening, is that when I realize why I feel a certain way, and it's not just my business or this relationship, it's because there's ugly involved in it. And it's, it's okay. I'm going to make it okay for me, the business owner, to look at my business and go, I don't like my business because it's ugly. So I think that's the first thing that I want to, I want to talk about today, that it's okay to say that. If you want to start from the standpoint of, of that, well, that's okay. Now, look, there can be quote-unquote successful businesses that make money that are ugly. I think we should rephrase it and say there's ugly in the business. Not that the whole business is well, ugly. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, of course not. Yeah. yeah. And, and in fact, that's that's definitely a part of what we're going to talk about is, is we walk by roses all the time and we don't notice them, right? I mean, we, we walk through past beautiful things all the time and we're on our phone or we're dealing with a problem or we're trying to get to the next deal and we don't notice the beauty that's there for sure. Uh, that's definitely part of what I wanted to talk about. But it, in terms of getting excited about your business, I think the questions you start asking are, okay, well, you know, this part of my business is pretty ugly. I, I, I try to stay away from it for that reason, but here's what I notice. When I stay away from the ugly part of my business, it gets uglier. Like when I, when I don't talk about the problem, it gets worse. So I think the first thing I would do is acknowledge, you know, acknowledge, hey, this is the part, to your point, this is the part of my business that's making it ugly. And this is the part that I want to do something about. Um, now, look, that's different for everybody's business, right? But when you got in business, to back up a little bit before you open those doors, the vision you had of your business, that was beautiful. Because you didn't jump into the ugly. You jumped into the beauty. So a lot of this, I think, is getting back to the old you in some respects and go, hey, before I got beat up by the reality of owning a business, <laughs> before I figured out that, oh, my goodness, are you serious? I got to take the trash out. I've got to do this. I've got to keep investing this money. You know, I got a big check here. I got to put it back in that business. Before you got to all of these parts of owning a business that you and I have discussed that kind of get you down, what was the beautiful reason why you started? Like, what was your vision you know, what was the original vision of your business? I'd kind of take you back there. I think for a lot of business owners, they, they, they went in with a false sense of, 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 a, of a realistic vision, Travis. And this is, this is the reality, though. People buy rental property. We're in the rental property management business. They bought the rental property under a false premise of reality. So, yes, it was beautiful when they got into it. But it was under false premises. Now they're in. You got to talk to that guy, that business owner, and say, right. well, I mean, that, that sounds all great and fine and dandy, Travis, but like I bought what I thought to be true based on information I didn't have. I don't but now I've got the information, no. and that's where I'm at, I, Travis. I, so I need you to help me I, I reject that give pie in the sky, uh, you know, carnage here about <laughs> carnage. <laughs> I, re I, I reject your premise wholesale. I, I, I think that when you open the doors to the business, you had a result that you were going to give your customer. I mean, you're you're discussing all the all the arrows that come at you as a business owner, and all the maybe the the presuppositions that weren't right. But at the end of the day, when you open the pizza kitchen there, uh, by the way, Carvella's Pizza downtown Noonan, I'm blown away, man. 
That's excellent. Excellent pizza. I'm recommending right now on the show, Joe. Carvella's Pizza. Okay, so, okay. So, I can buy into the premise. Let, that, no, no, no. Let, 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 let me finish. So when I open the pizza restaurant, I have a vision of somebody coming in and sitting down and my grandma's pizza, which nobody knows about but me, right? So I'm making that pizza and I'm putting it in front of that customer. And they are eating that pizza and they're, they're looking at their spouse or their girlfriend. They're going, Wow. This pizza is unbelievable. Now, what you're discussing is in order to deliver that pizza and get to that point, there is some pain that I was completely unaware of. Yeah, because because okay. what you want to deliver was not a nine ninety nine pizza. It was a twenty nine ninety nine pizza, but you built an environment to sell a nine ninety nine pizza. Uh, I, again, I, I I reject that premise. Too. All right. Because hey, the, the listeners are going, yeah, I cause, agree with them. Because what I what I want to tell you is perhaps you're living in nine ninety nine land, and you can live live in twenty one dollar land. The reason maybe why you're living in the nine dollar pizza land is you you gave in to a false premise somewhere along the way. Now maybe you didn't create the experience. Now look, Domino's sells that nine ninety nine pizza. Is that what you want to compete with? Or do you want to do what Carvela's is doing in downtown Noonan and you want to produce some social media? Get me excited about it. Well, I've it been waiting on the grand opening. I get there and it's like, it's not Domino's, brother. It's an experience and it's not $9. So, so give me point number one. Well, that's that's the point. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's the point. No, that, that's the point is get back to your first love. Right. Your first love often is what I'm saying. I like that. Is, is a customer experience. I like getting back to your first yeah, love. Yeah, I mean, so I want to talk about the customer experience. Because I think most people open a, open a business with their customer in mind. Perhaps they were the customer for somebody else, and they said, you know, I can do this better. And so because of all the weight that you're discussing, which is real, a lot of times we get focused on that. Well, I, th I think that's – and that's the clarity I want to bring to what you're trying to say is uh, that what you focus on will define what you think about it. This is very true. The, mo the more time you spend focusing on talking about, thinking about, researching an area, the more that becomes true about your business, your life, your, your, your relationship, whatever. And so I think what you're saying with point number one, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to give us some, some actual bullet points we can take home here. I, I don't have bullet points. You do. The, 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 what you're, what I think the real thing is here is that we've got to, um, be, be, be intentional about focusing on the beauty within our businesses. One of those being point number one is your first love. What, what, what attracted you to your wife when you first met them? Cause obviously 10 years in, 20 years in, we're, I'm 22 in. It's hard to go back 22 years. You're going, what, you know, what are we doing here on some of these things? But we can go back and go, you know, what first attracted me to her is actually, it's actually still there. That's the interesting thing. It's still there. The, the, well, not, not, not only that, what first attracted her to you? She's your customer. I mean, go, let's, let's get the mirror out now and, and, and let's go. I mean, cause your business is a relationship. You know, was I showing up with a big smile on my face? Did I show up with some roses? Did I have planned dates? Did I talk about her right. during that time? What, what mood was I in when I saw her? Um, so, no, it's, it, it, it is. It is it, actually, I think to me, that's a great.
example, when you first started dating your wife or your husband, yeah, I mean, I, I was swinging by her the restaurant she worked at and putting a little note on the windshield of her of her, of her car, let her know I was thinking about her. Oh, I I want up to you there. I mean, no, I did that regularly. I swung by the restaurant regularly where where Patty was a waitress. Can we say waitress in twenty twenty, Joe? That's fine. Sir, sir. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Server, whatever. And I would leave an obnoxious tip. <laughs> yeah, you do that. I, I mean, the the, the, the point is, tip. is you 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 intentionally designed in things That's right. that you knew was going to draw her closer to you, well, the word, which is what you're you're we're trying to do for your customer. The word right? you just used there was intentional. Yeah, yeah. But and 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 the other point there is whatever you focus on becomes your feeling. Becomes how you feel. I was gonna say if, yeah. if, I, if I focus on, I got to hire a new employee. I got people quitting. You know, I'm working in this industry that's got high turnover. I've, you know, I thought I was making pizzas. I'm not. I'm an HR director. Come to find out, I'm not in the pizza business. You know, and I mean, look. Okay, so there, there's truth in all that. But if that's our sole focus, because that's what's you know the, the the problem in our business, then who are we taking our focus off of? We're taking our focus off the guy willing to pay sixteen dollars for the pizza. Pretty soon. He's not going, to your point, he's not going to be willing to pay $16 for the pizza. And your conclusion is going to be, oh, man, I can't sell a $16 pizza. No, you can't sell a $16 pizza when you're just focusing on the worst part of your business. I think that's what I'm bringing to example. Now, you and I, over the weekend, uh, this is how uh, you know small my brain is. We started talking. I called you because I read, I saw a podcast on Steak and Shake which is a fascinating story to me. And when you and I talked a little bit about Steak and Shake and that sort of thing, and I think Steak and Shake is a really good example of a business that lost their focus at some point Mm. and began focusing on the wrong thing, lost touch with why they were successful, and now they're in desperation mode. They are, and they, um, for those of you that don't know Steak and Shake, I mean, they are a a steak hand-pattied, Burger and fry fifty style fresh burger joint right. I mean, it shakes, patted up burgers and fries in a fifty style environment. That's right. Um, What they 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 lost their way in that their food hadn't changed. It's the same food, and that food, by the way, still works because other competitors are coming in selling the same stuff and taking their their business for. For almost double, yeah. The amount and the so, market. what they they sort of uh, lost touch that that in in their world, this is just me as a customer because I was a big steak and shake fan when I was a kid. I don't. I'm not sure they actually knew fully what their customer experience uh, or what what their value proposition was. In fact. Um, it, it, it wasn't just the steak burger because, you know, they added the drive through, they did other things to change their, their model to try to compete with fast food. And other I didn't go there to, to get a, a steak and shake burger in a bag. Like I can go to McDonald's. No, I went there because I, I got this aura of this 50 style diner with the hand spun shakes and the and 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 the, and the burgers and fries. Real cherry juice and the cherry coke. Yeah. yeah. I mean they 
they created a, 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 a like 1950s feel of what it would be like to be in a burger and fry joint. And, and that experience is what defined for me Steak and Shake. Right. There's plenty of other good places you can get a good burger. And it's a good burger. It's a good burger. But now, it's, in today's world, there's a lot of other good burgers. It's not the same burger, interestingly enough, after you go through the drive through and you drive no. home and eat it. No, of course not. It's not the same burger. You know, the, the McDonald's burger holds up. The Burger King, that's kind of the same burger. But that Steak and Shake steak burger changes yeah, when, and, when you get at home. And, and I'll give it an example of, I think that people, at least in the Southeast, can identify with. Imagine going to a crystal and eating a crystal burger that was not in the cardboard. They just put it straight on the plate. It would lose that that steam thing that happens inside that little cardboard there, before I eat it. There's a beautiful process that plays out. The, pro, the, the, the process is, creates a beautiful experience. So, so you... Yeah, you know, I think point number two is you've got to identify, and and, and, and and it may have changed, Travis. It's not always what it began. You have to identify with your current customer base and maybe some of the ones you've lost, what is your value proposition? Why do they actually like doing business with you? Because you may, in fact, not have that nailed. Well, and, and and just to beat the drum, that would be asking your customer what's beautiful about my business. It is. You know what? what why? Why do you come here? There's obviously a reason. Again, your customer, by the way, has that same um, God-sized, I don't say hole, but feature in their heart where they are drawn to beauty. So, if you're doing something beautiful in your business, this is something, Joe, that I think is true of our business. That I want to talk about a little bit. And Steak and Shake, when I was kind of looking at the history of Steak and Shake, there was lots going on. Man, Steak and Shake's kind of fascinating right now. But one of the things Steak and Shake used to do, now this actually predated me going to Steak and Shake, but I thought, man, this is kind of cool. You could see the guy, I mean, you can see them now, but the process where they would like push the ground beef out and they would get the patty. That was all open air. It was. I know. The customers could was, sit at the bar. That was and old watch school, it. man. That's part of what they did in old school. Like they didn't in old school. You didn't pull a frozen burger out of the freezer. Right. You had ham. You had hamburger meat, yeah, man. You show the guy making the, the putting the potato in and, and slicing the fresh potato. So smashing that thing out. And and they devalued the experience. They did the experience. That's what I'm they, saying. That's they part of the value that. proposition that they that they lost. So I think that's a lesson to learn. To me, point number two, like you're saying, the, the lesson to learn here is there's something going on in your business right now. This is very common for small business, in my opinion, because small business, in my opinion, more so than big business, the small business guy is willing to really do some extreme things for his customer now. The thing that we're guilty of in, in the business that I own with Joe is we don't demonstrate that we do that for our customer. As Steak and Shake is no longer demonstrating well, how fresh their their product actually is. But they don't they may not even know that that was important to their exactly. customer. That's yeah, my exactly. point. Yeah, yeah. They I don't know what's important to them because they haven't asked. They haven't they haven't done the deep dive on what actually is important to them. And by the way, listen, I mean we talk. When we, we so your son came over. I met your son Cole last week. He came over on uh, what uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, right? And we had a conversation with with my son Keith and Cole for, for several hours. And the the interesting thing about that generation is, you know, if you talk about uh, you know dating, for instance, 
every word they use, every version of that process is completely different than what it was when I was twenty years old. Yeah, it's a new world. So if if we believe as a steak and shake that our new customer wants the exact same thing as the one 30 years ago, then we're also mistaken. That's right. That's why you have to ask your customer. You do. Survey your customer. Find out why they like you, why why they want to, to, to pay you next month. And, 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 and what are we missing that they would like to see? And because, by the way, here's what I think the global point that we need to keep pointing back to is if we're, if we're trying to create beauty in our business, beauty is a reflection of God. When I actually think about that in the most simplest of terms, I think about if, if someone, and I, I do think of so many things from a restaurant mentality, because I've worked at Chick-fil-A for 15 years, and I got to see this and experience this so many times. When, when someone walked away from the front counter and something about their interaction and experience had them walk away with a smile, with a positive, with a, with a, and it's not, they haven't even eaten the dang sandwich yet. It ain't just about the food. Now you can, you can mess it up there too, but they walked away with a smile because Jenny turned, just, just cared enough to, to, to invest 10 seconds of her energy and smile into that person. Right. And so this is what we're attracted when we think about beauty as it relates to God. We are attracted to the 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 good and, and true and, and positive qualities of God in others. We we are attracted to that as a business owner. Our customers are attracted to that. Our employees are attracted to that. The word that we use most often to describe all these things is culture. Right, the the company culture that's been created, but I, to to me, that's uh, the way we're describing it today. Is the okay? Well, why does that culture work? Uh, I'm I'm wanting to push beyond just that they got a good culture. <laughs> I'm going to why is Chick Fil A? Uh, so so last way I didn't tell you this. Uh, Cheney, my middle child, and and Patty went with a uh, Chick Fil A HR director uh, that Cheney's kind of working for, and. They went to the Chick-fil-A company light show this year where Chick-fil-A gave out. Patty has told no less than 10 people in my presence about this show. <laughs> now, they didn't get out of their cars because of COVID, but Chick-fil-A handed them like this, apparently this magnificent blanket, not like the cheap blanket, you know, like this really luxurious blanket that they all talked about on the way home. Chick-fil-A is so intentional about their culture but the part of it that they get right is Chick-fil-A does beautiful things. They do beautiful things. When, when I pull up that drive-thru and there's really, there's there's four kids out in that drive-thru and Chick-fil-A's got heaters pointed on them and it's 30 degrees and these kids, and that drive-thru is plugging. What, what's really attractive is that's, that's a beautiful process. The people that are participating in it who have bought into the Chick-fil-A culture they're recognizing there's something beautiful. Even if you can't put your finger on it, re- there's something beautiful about this. There's something beautiful about pushing 100 cars through a drive through in 15 minutes, just intuitively. And so Chick-fil-A's done a good job at recognizing that. Um, I want to move on, though. For, we talk about Chick-fil-A a lot. I want to talk about 
a few other businesses that you and I talk about all the time. One of them we talked about this weekend and we contrasted it, in fact, with uh, Steak and Shake, where Steak and Shake's kind of getting it wrong and not understanding really their customer and why they come. Uh, I did this this morning for our team. Uh, so our, our Wednesdays are when our uh, our office gets together. It's the kind of the corporate meeting for our office. And there have been some good things happen, some things that need to be rewarded. And this is kind of interesting that this company has positioned themselves in such a way that they are, are actually a reward, <laughs> in my mind. Krispy Kreme donuts, brother. Mm-hmm. You talk. You left me a voicemail this weekend, and and so I, I woke up. I woke up. I woke up today, and I thought, man, what what could I do for them this morning? Just quick, simple. I could give a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts to our team. That's that's a uh, what I like about Krispy Kreme, and we can't all do this in our business, and and, and they ha- they can do it, but the product itself, it. it Guys, I'm telling you now, the ones over in California or who, wherever you haven't have never seen a Krispy Kreme or, or had a hot glazed Krispy Kreme donut right as it gets glazed. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not what you're going to get at Dunkin' Donuts. You've never experienced that in Dunkin' Donuts. They don't even offer that no. or any donut shop for that matter. You might get it at a, at a mom and pop donut shop. But when you get that Krispy Kreme donut right off the Right off the glaze, it just got glazed through the through their little track, and they're literally using a little stick, and they're pulling those things off and popping popping them in your in your carton. There there is a product experience that is almost supernatural. And 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 and, and speaking of of, of Chick fil A, uh, years ago when I was there, Dan Cathy was a uh, was the uh, the president. He was he was orchestrating sort of the the start of our, our Chick-fil-A seminar that was, you know, all operators, all home office staff and their, and their spouses that came and in, in his, uh, his speech was, or his, the theme was, um, seminar is kind of like a retreat that everybody, it's a huge retreat. You know, it's, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of vision casting and culture casting for the company. And listen, that's something you need to do. But, but, but in that, that, that year's theme was, second mile going the second mile second mile service and so in second second mile experiences and so dan kathy uh i mean pulled off a second mile experience in the in the in the staging of this entire weekend and and his first example is krispy kreme donut he he, oh he said he, he said he said this is not just a, a product. This is an emotional experience. <laughs> he's he's right about that. And I'm telling you, they had this timed. This is what the beauty of what they did. It was boom, boom. I mean, everybody in the place is going, oh my God, give me one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They cut it. We walk out, and I'm telling you, fresh off crispy the track, cream crispy creamed up. Yeah. They were in. They weren't fresh off because obviously we weren't sitting in front of Krispy Kreme. Right. They had just come off the track. And they were as close as they could be. They were melting your mouth. And so he solidified it with that. And he had, he had several others that were, and it was funny. I was like, check mark, check mark, check mark. The three he said were just about the top three I would have chose. Now, they were all product-based. And, and, and a lot of times it's hard to, to 
choreograph or, or align a service-based business to what people can experience with a product. Well, and 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 I I don't want to pie in the sky this and say everything about every business needs to be beautiful for you to like it as a business mm-hmm. owner or want to stay in it. But but know which part is know which part your customer is going to see that and look. Uh, so today I drove up. What am I driving up at nine in the morning looking for at Krispy Kreme Donuts? What was the one thing? The, I'm hot, the hot sign. That hot sign, man. What do I get this morning? I got the hot sign this morning. Well, and they're, and then what they're going to do is is figure out the amount they got to make at any given time of the day to keep that hot sign open so as much a, as possible. So, so that's a very predictable thing. Here, here's the and I'll, the final thing I say about Krispy Kreme. Um, when you pull up to Krispy, and I looked for this this morning because I was wondering, is this true? Because in Stockbridge, where I got this, it's you know it's one of their smaller stores. So when I pull up to Krispy Kreme, the 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 side that you go through for the drive-through is the side where they're producing the donuts. Mm-hmm. You see the conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. You see that glaze, that crack, mm-hmm. just just come falling out of the sky and go over that donut. And I'm going now. Wait a minute. There is some design in this drive-through. There is more, so there's more. They know that that's they've beautiful. designed. They've designed in the experience. They, well, they, they they get they get their. How customer. about the hats they wear? Yeah, the little yeah. paper hats. Yeah, it's, it's part of the it's part of the deal. Takes you back. Listen, it, it is. Yeah. You walk in that door. What do you smell when you walk in that door, uh. man? It's just overwhelming. So that's Krispy Kreme, um, and and just a few quick. We won't spend as long on these others, but there are some others that are in our daily lives now who really understand the beauty of their product. Can I pick one? I know what you're going to say. No, you don't. It's right here next. Go ahead. Quick Trip. You you are a Quick Trip fan. You might even have a Quick Trip issue. Quick, listen, you, 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 you're, for, quick for those of y'all that don't know Quick Trip, they are also a sort of Southeast-based gas station. Yeah. And they're everywhere now. They're privately owned. They're not publicly traded. They're no. privately owned, and they have, I mean, some of the highest grossing gas stations in the country. Because they they actually sat down in a boardroom one day and and said, "What do people actually want yeah. when they come in? What would what would what would get them super excited about showing up at, at our gas station?" Yeah. Listen, before Quick Trip in Atlanta, <laughs> it was dirty kangaroos, and I mean, it, it was a, a potluck about where you're getting gas. What did they figure out? It needs to be well lit for safety. It needs to be clean, clean so we don't I, slip on oil. Clean is primarily what I think slip, of. I don't slip on oil when I'm getting gas. I, I, don't, I don't get get oil and gunk all over my hand when I touch the gas pumps because they clean them every day. Right. Um, what else do they do? They have, I mean, a, they have a, full, a full eatery inside. Well, they have a full staff. There's not one guy that's doing a crossword puzzle. But you know, you know, what, but you know what they, they built the business on in Atlanta? Clean restrooms. Clean, clean bathrooms. Clean restrooms. Yeah, I, I it is that. what they put on the sign. <laughs> it, like when everybody was having gas war prices, they had, clean, they, they they had, had the clean same bathrooms. price. Okay. But it said clean restrooms. Now, wait a minute. So that's, I was like, whoa, okay. I need to pee, dude. So that's my counter to your point earlier This this in, in the podcast is they have overcome some things. They're not selling gas. Of course they're not. They're selling clean bathrooms and they but they recognize that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they recognize that. So so know what your customer is actually going there for. And by the way, you, you don't can, go to gas you do go to gas for gas, but we all need gas. I, I, we I, have choices. I, I'll pay more money to go to a quick trip. I, at I would. the end of the day. That that that's that's the bottom line. So uh I think the iPhone 
that I'm using right now. I'm pissed at my iPhone right now. I don't want to talk about your version of that. I want to talk about traditionally what we think (laughs) of Steve Jobs understood. A seven-year-ago iPhone. Very clearly that there is an elegance factor to this phone, that there's a ease of use and a beauty. When I compare, I've had both. I've had the iPhone. I've had the Android. I hear people screaming at us right now who love the Android-type phones. There's no comparison. This iPhone does not do it. Even this iPhone that I've got now, which admittedly it's an iPhone 7, it's pretty old, it doesn't do anywhere near as far as functions what I can go buy with a, a Samsung. Samsung does a lot more than my phone. But you know what? The the way the screen sticks on a Samsung, the way it feels in my hand, the the, the presentation of the apps on the phone, the intuitive nature of where things are, Totally different experience. I need you to brass tax it for our business owners, though. Like, I need you to brass, because they can't. That right there is a multi, tens of millions of dollars of design. We need to we need to bullet no, no, down no. to the small no, business who has a service-based business. It, it, it's, it's the same thing that we're discussing. What's the service-based no, no, no. plumber? No, no, no. What, what I'm discussing is Apple's aware of it. Oh, yeah. They're aware. It doesn't take tens of millions of dollars to be aware of... The fact that this phone has an ease of use. The, the way they get that to work, that's all engineering crap. Who cares? We're, we're, we're never going to reprodu- reproduce that. But the awareness around their customer experience is the point. Oh, yeah. So if you want to boil that down, I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more local Service-based guy. Service-based business. I'll give you one more local guy. So I take my car to Litz Tire and Automotive in Sharpsburg, Georgia. Are they sponsoring the show? They are not sponsoring the show. Can we but, get them to sponsor but, the show but, but based they, on this? They should. Okay. They should. They All should. Right. But here, here's the problem with Litz Tire and Automotive. I don't know that they want any more business. <laughs> but when, you, when you pull up to have your car service, they now have overtaken the lot beside them of cars that they're working on. Now, why is that? Why, why do I think about a beautiful business? And I'm talking about Litz Tire and Automotive. Now, look, I walk in the door. There's no smell. A little bit of oil, maybe. Um they do have a waiting area. It's nothing special. I, I kind of pull in. I'm a little nervous about how long it's going to take to get my car back because there's a hundred cars parked there waiting to be serviced at Litz Tire and Automotive. But when I interact with the guys that work there, it becomes apparent to me that for that moment that I'm there, I'm the only customer that matters to that person I'm talking to. It is very much the Chick-fil-A deal reproduced in a small business. So I don't know what's happening when I hand them the keys. I don't know the guy working on it. I don't know how long he's been a mechanic. I don't frankly really know what he did to my car because I'm not there watching. There's no video of it. It is a thousand percent that interaction with the people behind the desk and the trust that's built that allows me to go, hey, guys, here's the keys to my car. Call me when it's ready. Well, he'll call you, give you a price. I don't need a price. You guys give you guys give good prices. Your integrity of service is so much higher than anybody you're going to compete with. Just when do you think I can you come today at four? You'll be ready at four o'clock. That's great. Hand my keys off. And I think we all have kind of a hometown version of that with different businesses we experience. But that's the goal to me. That's the tangible thing that you can do. It doesn't take millions of dollars of research to understand in a service business you're. The beautiful part about that business is the trust. It, it's the people in that business. Yeah, I think I want to, you know, I, I want to pull it back again because I, 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 I think 
we all want to create that experience. What makes us view ugly about our business is the difficulty in pulling off that experience, right? I mean, because, you know, it, it may be that, gosh, if I only could have the, the, the cash flow to, to put this kind of person in that role. I mean, this is brass tacks here. We, 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 we want it to be beautiful, but we're, we're struggling to make it beautiful, Travis. We're struggling to make it beautiful. And, and so for those people out there that go, that, that all sounds great, but, uh, you know, there's, I, I'm a pizza joint and three pizza joints just opened around me and, and I, and, and, and the cash that I, I need to remodel my business right now. It needs a remodel. Um, you don't, you don't need to remodel your business. No, no, you, you, you need your focus to be on what is the most important thing to your customer. And I think, but I, it could I, be that the environment is important. I, I, I don't think any of this is hard. I think what's hard is whoever the manager or whoever the leader, and we're talking to small business. So often we're talking to a guy that's on site. I think the problem is what I saw in another business. Won't mention the name of this one, by the way, they, they, they won't want to sponsor it. I walk into this guy's business. It's a restaurant. First, my first experience, you know, all about that first experience, uh, Joe in the restaurant, you got one shot in the restaurant business. What do I see the entire time I'm in there? Well, I wait beside a door. It's cold outside. I'm waiting on this person. I wait too long. I can forgive that if the food's good. The business owner is sitting behind the counter. You know what he's doing for 45 minutes that I'm in his business? He didn't come over and greet me. He didn't show that to his employees that that's important. He counts his receipts for 45 minutes. His food was horrible. Uh, maybe I could have forgiven him if food was great. I don't know that I would care that much. But I just kind of thought, man, that's odd that that guy is so dialed in to his receipt is somebody stolen from his cat what's going on that the business owner is he don't know anybody else's in the restaurant i don't think it's that hard i think the hard part is recognizing that that no matter what's going on in your restaurant that day no matter what's going on at your cash register even that day that new customer who may eat there 500 times you know uh you got one shot with them and you're not focused on the most important thing. I think that's all in your ears. I don't think this is some project from NASA. Well, yeah, I think it, I think it, I think it, it, I still pull it back a level and go, there are people out there that are in business and they went into the business for the sole purpose of that money that, that he's counting. He's demonstrating to you what is important to him. And so I will, I will submit, I think the, 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 the nugget of the show is that you will produce what you care about. And, and then the, the higher level nugget is that most people care about the things that, as we've defined as beautiful, uh, they're, they're, they're good and true. They're, um, you may not have served the hottest chicken sandwich, but, but the but but the culture of the person who served it inspired you. Um, it's relationships when people demonstrate that people care about each other. That is the good that we aspire to. When I go and and when we talk about it, even you know philosophically, politically, a lot. When we believe there's no hope. Because what we see is negativity amongst the media who wants to 
to bring out negativity all the time. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to produce, they're trying to steal your hope. Because if they can steal your hope, then they can get control of you. And so if you take that and you turn it internal, if we steal our own hope because we focus on the negative, we harp on the negative, and we don't even realize what, what, our, what our customers actually are looking for. Uh, and even how they, even what they, they, the, the, I don't know, the, 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 the time or the, or the, 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 uh, I can't even think of the word I'm trying to say here, but when you go in and the place is dirty, but the, but the lady really makes you feel warm and welcome, you look over the dirty, you, you give them passes That's even. Right. That's right. The, the, the relational part of our business just about trumps every other part. I mean, obviously the product has to work. You can't right. sell products that don't work. That's right. I mean, there are some baselines here that, that, yeah. that matter, but do I have to have the absolute best product? No. 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 When you when you realize that people are people and humans are humans and, 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 and interactions are important, uh, that, that ultimately it's the it's the good in people that inspire other people. Um, I think that's the, the the lesson here, and I think that's how we how do we get motivated in our business to 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 keep moving. We got to find how we can create those inside of our business. You do. You you've got to be attracted. The, the the point of the show to me the the epiphany yesterday. I need to be attracted to what we do. I I I, I need to have our customers see that there's beauty in my business. How do I do that? I make it attractive to me. That's it. I mean, and and to your point, it doesn't have to hit on all cylinders. You just got to know the one, frankly, that it that it does. And we sign out on that on that That's note it, right brother. there. That's it. You like that? All right. All right. Thanks for listening to the Big Trees of Small Business. You can find us at yesirent.com and all the other podcast networks. Tell people about us, like us. We appreciate you. We got the truth, we got the truth, we got the truth of small business. We got the truth, we got the truth, we got the big truths of small business. Sponsored by Yes I Rent, Yes I Rent, Yes I Rent Property Management. Place good tents and collect your rent. Maintain your properties and account for it. Truth, we got the truth. We got the truths. We got the big truths. A small business sponsored by SI Rent. We'll see you next time.